Welcome to the C3 Calgary podcast. We're so grateful that you're a part of our family and we'd love to invite you to one of our services. To find locations, times, and more information about our church, visit our website at myc3church.ca or find us on Instagram. Enjoy the message. Okay, so for those who, you know, it's Valentine's Day, so for those maybe guys who have forgotten, today's topic is forgiveness. So uh, you'll kind of get some tips, I hope. Maybe the ladies will. Anyway, we'll move on from there. So typically in February, we talk about relationships. Uh, Year in, year out, that's kind of been our theme. This year, we're talking about forgiveness. And sometimes it can be a little bit of a heavy topic, we get that, but uh, we want to be able to give people opportunity to, to kind of wrestle and struggle with some things and to, uh, to allow the Holy Spirit to really work in their hearts and really work in their lives. And uh, today we have such a great opportunity to listen to, uh, to listen to a panel. So I'm just going to invite the panel to come up right now. And uh, yeah, you can give them a big applause as they, as they come up. not going to be talking just about marriages, but also about other relationships and other areas of uh, forgiveness that you might not think about. And uh, so, yeah, it's just really excited and really honored to have them here today. And I hope that you uh, will be blessed by their testimony as well this morning. Oh, who am I? Well, first of all, my name is Mark Downey. Um, my wife and I have been coming here for about 17 years now. Uh, so, Era is the is in charge of next steps. So chances are, if you've talked to somebody from the church, uh, you've talked to my wife. And so now you can just know me as, you know, Eris husband, and that's, that's fine with me. I've been called worse things. <laughs> but enough about me. Let's, uh, let's meet the panel. So we've got uh, the power couple, Tim and Melissa. Yeah. And next to them is Adriana. Give a big shout out to Adriana. And at the end, we have Belinda. Everyone welcome, Belinda. Thank you. So we're talking about forgiveness this morning, and uh, so I'm just going to ask each and every person up here to talk a little bit about their story, give us a little bit of a snippet as to what they've been through, kind of what this last little bit's been for, like for them, and uh, yeah, why you're here. Go ahead, Tim Melissa, why don't you start us off? <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, we've been coming here and part of this church pretty much the same length of time as Mark and Eris, so we know them pretty well. Um, it's good, good times from before. So we were just I've only, kids. I've only known them for 30 years, so it's okay. You were, how old were you when we? <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> no, we won't do the math. Okay, um, yeah. So we've um, we've been married. We'll be t- uh, 26 years this year. So uh, a little longevity there. We're excited to keep building, moving forward. And uh, yeah, we um, met here in Calgary and. Uh, moved to Swift Current, Tim's hometown, and lived there for nine years, and then moved back to the promised land. So that's our story. <laughs> well, he might beg to differ, okay. but, <laughs> but yeah, and, uh, and we just are really thankful to be part of this church and be part of what God is doing here. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, context. So we've got, we've got three girls. We're all growing up now. I'm, I'm the only male in the family besides uh, the cat. So there you go. Um, uh, when I proposed to Melissa, it was actually here in Calgary 25 years ago, and uh, 
20, oh, because, yeah, we, well, we were buried almost 26, so that would make it like 27, I proposed to you, something like that. And um, I was super terrified to propose to Melissa because my parents had been divorced when I was about eight years old, and I didn't want to repeat what my, my family had done, and I didn't know what to do. So um, God just, I didn't actually tell Melissa I loved her until I proposed to her. Um, that was a big deal to me because I just, I, I really, if I ever needed a step of faith in my life, besides asking Jesus into my heart, it was to trust him that he could give me the marriage I never saw growing up. That was a big deal to me. Yeah, and he did. It's been great. No, she's got her. Adriana, yeah, tell us a bit about yourself. Uh, hi, I'm Adriana. You probably just saw me, so nice to see you all again. Uh, I've been going to C3 now for about a year. Um, but before that, um, yeah, my story is kind of topsy-turvy a little bit. But I grew up in a Christian home, um, but I didn't actually become a Christian and make that real for me until later on in my life. Uh, throughout high school, I was a huge partier and um, got myself into plenty of trouble because I like to learn the hard way, apparently. <laughs> so... Um, when I graduated, God just really um, opened up a door for me to go to this internship called the Daniel Company, uh, led by a man named TJ Green. And um, <laughs> so, yeah, that was amazing. It was three months of just like Holy Spirit and, you know, being alongside other Christians that are just going in the same direction as you. And I got baptized in the Holy Spirit there and um, just learned so much um, and then after that, uh, my parents and I were checking out a new church. And when we pulled up, there was this really cute guy standing outside. I was like, ooh, who's that? I know all the singles, whenever they go to a new church, they do a little scope. They check for a ring. So if you're married, please wear your wedding rings because it's really disappointing for us singles. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I said to my parents, I was like, I don't know if you guys are going here, but I'm going to be going here. So I just feel called by the Lord. <laughs> um, but, no, so we met and we started dating and things moved really quickly. Um, my parents are remarried, and from the time they started speaking to the time they were married, it was a total of eight months, so we were like a huge fan of quick marriages. So uh, six months later, we got engaged, and then we continued on with wedding planning. And when we first met, um, he told me that he was a recovering alcoholic. And I was only 19, I didn't know um, what that meant, what addiction looked like, all that kind of stuff. So I asked him, I was like, so what does that look like for you? Like, do you not drink anymore? Can you only drink a little bit? It's like, oh, I just have a beer with dinner. And I was like, okay, cool. But what I didn't realize is that that's still feeding that addiction just on a really low level. Um, so when life happens, um, as it does, he ended up having to shut down his company and then just started drinking more and more and more. And that's when the abuse started, um, really kicked off um, mentally, emotionally, verbally, um, and one time he had been drinking, he was drunk, and I was trying to calm him down, and he had punched the wall right beside me and just skimmed my ear. And unfortunately, I didn't leave him right then and there. I wish I did. But I just, I'm a commitment person, so I wasn't done fighting. I needed to know that I had put every single ounce 
of my being um, into that relationship. And there was other struggles, lots of struggles. Um, we had both been intimate before in other relationships, and we continued to do that in our relationship. So right away, we were working out of the covenant of God and what he has saved for marriages Amongst other things, um, we stopped going to church. We separated from our community. He only wanted me to have his friends. Didn't want to hang out with my family, only his family. And so it was really isolating. And then finally, what got to me was his best friend actually said to me, he's like, Adriana, you can't marry this guy. Like, you need to think about your future children. And my mom had escaped an abusive relationship as well and had to, like, flee a country with me and my brother, and I just didn't want to go down that road again. I just envisioned it, and so for myself and for my future kids, I, I called him, and I was like, I just need to know that you want to stop drinking. Like, you, you are aware that there is a problem, and we want to take the steps to move forward, and um, he told me that he would never stop, that he enjoys it, and then I had to say to him, then I can't marry you, and so I broke off the engagement, and returned wedding gifts, canceled venue, had to go through all that kind of stuff. And that was really shocking for me because I have never, I'd never heard of anybody getting engaged in an outworking, like I've heard divorce and everything like that. So that was like a really big shock to me when I was like, yeah, you find your person, you get engaged and you live happily ever after. There was no other story. And so that was kind of a rude awakening, but God just really, really just had me choose in that moment, choose what the world has for healing or choose what he had for me for healing. And I had done what the world wanted me to do, and I knew that got me nowhere. So I was able to choose Jesus. And for months, I just laid in my bed and just, like, let him, just his Holy Spirit, come over me. And now I'm here, and I'm healed. And, yeah, that's the story. (laughs) Thank you, Adriana. Belinda, can you just share with us? Hi, everybody. My name's Belinda um, Dahwala-Smith. Um, I have two wonderful sons, Daniel and uh, Tamara, and a very loving husband whom I married in um, December um, 2019. So um, if the story was just there, that would be awesome, right? <laughs> So um, I've been in this church about four years. We came in 2016, and uh, we were actually on a a vacation. Um, My late husband um, and my two boys were coming to Canada to visit my sister, who is a member of this church. And uh, when we came five days later into my vacation, I came with my my second son. Um, My late husband was killed brutally in Nigeria. I did not know for about two hours into the conversation that I thought I was having with him on the phone that I was actually talking to his um, killers. Um, for I kept asking him, can you please call? Can you please call? Because I knew the way in which he conversed was not through text. And at a point, I saw a text that says, tell the driver to pick son. So that text got me thinking, He knows the driver's name. He knows his son's name. Who is this exactly? And that's how I knew that I wasn't speaking with him. To fast forward, I went back to Nigeria. We did a burial. And I found out that I was being followed. My phones were tapped. They knew where I lived. 
So I and my two boys had to go into hiding for a while. And then um, we were able to gather um, self-furniture and family helped, and we came back to Canada to safety, and that's why I'm here. But, you know, in all of that, I um, have moved on, and I, I found a wonderful husband, and I've remarried. And um, I think my story is still to be told, because each time people hear this story, they're like, oh, my gosh, that, you know, maybe it's for a reason you will give a testimony, and I've given two testimonies so far. So we thank God like, for, for all he's done. Wow. Thank you, Belinda. Yeah, thanks for sharing with us this morning, Belinda. I just have a question for you. Um, when it comes to forgiveness around such loss and such grief and the circumstances that surrounded that, what was the process of forgiveness like for you? Um, so thanks for asking <laughs> that question. Well, it really hit me hard when I um, knew I was going to be talking about forgiveness because I was like, whoa, so... Um, how do you forgive somebody who hasn't asked you for forgiveness? How do you forgive somebody, for example, who is still enjoying the, their crime, who still perpetrates, still does, like, you know, kills people and takes away everything you have? I was an architect in my um, hometown. I had to drop my business. My late husband owned his own company. We left that behind. My children left their, their friends I left my home, and and then I am asked to forgive, you know. So it wasn't. I I still believe forgiveness is a process, but um, in all that process, I found out that the forgiveness that I had to go through was no not so much forgiveness of um, the perpetrator because I know that justice will be served eventually, but forgiveness of my own soul, and I realized that. In this forgiveness, though I do forgive them, I have let them go. I have left them to God because there's a passage that I, um, I read. And it's, it's um, Exodus 34, 6, 7. It says, I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin, but I do not excuse the guilty. So I do know that in all of this, there will be justice at some point in the road, but I had to be free of that. I had to be free to um, take back control of what was my own life, what was my children's life, what was my new marriage. And that's the forgiveness that I speak of today. That's fantastic. So you mentioned that you're, you've been remarried and, and your husband's here this morning. Yes, so he what, is. what part has forgiveness played in your preparation to get remarried? So in... In getting remarried, I knew I had to deal with a lot. I was, many times I was angry. Many times I looked up and I was like screaming. Like, so, so couldn't I have just lived this life, you know, with my late husband? Like, sometimes I find myself getting angry, um, out of frustrations, and just a lot of pent-up emotions that I knew that it was affecting the people around me. It was affecting my family. It was affecting my sister, whom I left um, behind. Um, so I had to move on. And I remember the passage when Jesus said, um, forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they do. 
and he was talking to people who were dividing his clothes at that time and tossing up coins for whatever belonged to him. And he still forgave. So forgiveness is what we do as a command. So I had to key into that. I had to put myself in the place where I knew I had been forgiven. And I'm not a saint, and I'm not perfect, and I'm sure continuously I do all kinds of things wrong, but he forgave. And so with that, I got my new lease of life. I became a happier person. I became someone that somebody else could love because I was no longer wallowing in all that sorrow and all that bitterness, and I was able to find love. Tim Melissa, we're going to come back to you now. So for those of you who don't know, Tim Melissa work here at the church. They work with a lot of couples, um, uh, do some counseling, pre-marriage counseling, that kind of thing. In this last year in particular, what kind of uh, marital issues or relationship issues have come up uh, just in regards of forgiveness that you found with the people that you've talked to? Yeah, well, this definitely is with people we've talked with, but also just even in our own world. Um, we can attest this last season has uh, been an unveiling for a lot of people um, because the pressure outside has been so intense. Uh, and, uh, you know, for couples having to, and families having to spend more time in each other's space, you don't just get the freedom or luxury to avoid each other by spending time with friends, socializing, going to do things that you normally would, find yourself basically stuck at home with each other quite, quite regularly. And uh, so that has been quite revealing um, in the sense of um, because you haven't been able to escape, you've been having to face. And I know a lot of people's foundations have revealed some cracks, some things that maybe needed working on that they were able to avoid or didn't realize were there. Um, so I would say uh, that challenge has been there and it's, it's caused a lot of... Um, new opportunities to work on relationships in ways they didn't think, well, we didn't think was, was necessary um, until the pressure, outside pressure was there, um, especially in regards to communication and, and not taking offense and forgiving each other. I think, um, and like us going into, this will be our 26th anniversary this year, and I've still found that this last year, I was surprised by some perspectives that Melissa had. And, uh, I've heard this said before, like, you, you change every five years in, in how you see and what life has done and how you experience it and how you interpret it and what that, what that uh, makes you into, how you, in, how you look at life after that. And so I, I found some things that we didn't agree with this year, and, uh, and we had to kind of walk that through, and it was, you know, some of it was political and news and stuff like that, and how we each saw that, and I just, I saw something happen a month ago on the news, and I just... I said it from my perspective. I was like, oh, look, of course, this is what's, you know. And she's, you know, Melissa's saying, like, did you, can you see it from the other person's perspective? And I was like, well, yeah, and it's wrong. And, <laughs> and I'm surprised you even asked me, you know, why would you give that the time of day? And I was just like, oh, because, yeah, she does give that the time of day. Like, that is something that she actually would lean towards, is that other perspective. And I had to listen, and... Um, and it took us about an hour for me to come to the point where I could properly listen to her and hear that this is something that she values and this is where she's coming from and that she sees life differently from me. And, and that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. And I, I kind of come to this place where, like, if I'm at home, I'm kind of the 
I was kind of the bad cop. Like, I'm, I'm a bit black and white and a bit more logical. And you're a bit more coming from a feelings argument. Like, I, I argue from logic and you argue from feelings. Not all the time, but often. And um, both of those can, you can be a tyrant in both of those areas. I can be a tyrant with my logic and I will, I can win an argument, but I will, but did I really win? <laughs> when it comes down to the end of the day, no, I lost in the relationship. And it's the same thing with emotion. You can't just, you can't just have that one perspective. So it's been good to kind of come together and listen to, to where Melissa was coming from and, and be gracious. And I think the only way we've been gracious with each other is we've had this habit of forgiveness and, and being able to forgive each other and listen. Um, it's caused us to be able to give the other person a chance to speak and hear where they're coming from. Okay, thank you. You, uh, you mentioned that you, in just in talking with other couples, communication is a bit of an issue yeah. and just having that habit of, of forgiveness is important. Um, I'm just kind of curious, when you've talked to other people and even in your own lives, when you get stonewalled with an issue, when one person needs to forgive the other or whatever, what... Where, where do you go from there? Um, well, there's, there's a few things um, that come to mind. And one is, we heard this phrase a couple years ago, actually, at our other um, relationship weekend that we did, uh, was that the issue isn't the issue. So a lot of times when you come up against a roadblock and you're butting heads, there's, there's probably more at stake than just an opinion. There's probably more going on than just even um, a simple viewpoint. Um, and so I would say just recognizing that, looking past that, um, and also a couple things that we've, you know, really worked hard at is learning how to um, listen and also articulate your own personal feelings versus pointing and judging somebody else where they're coming from. So being able to say, you know, well, I feel like this, or I feel... Um, put down or I feel um, discredited, using words to your feelings versus pointing out what the other person necessarily is doing has been a huge thing in helping in our communication. And, and then just being able to, like what you said, Tim, around um, we have two different perspectives. We're two different people. Um, and we're never going to always see eye to eye. And that actually isn't the goal. The goal is to actually understand each other. The goal is um, to grow more intimate to get closer together and you only grow closer when you actually listen to understand instead of listen to prove your point and try to create an argument or a barrier so I would say um, listening to understand is key too yeah. that, that was a revelation to me when I realized the, the winning an argument didn't mean winning an argument the, the success after a disagreement was in understanding the person not in beating them into submission with your arguments I, I understand you well, that's fantastic. Thank you. Adriana, back to you. So you described your relationship um, with this man as uh, being abusive uh, emotionally, verbally, so on. When it comes to, there might be people here, there might be people online uh, listening. How did you go through that process of forgiveness? What did that look like for you? Um, so... There was a lot, and it took a long time to get over that, um, especially because I just gave all of myself to that person, like everything. And so to go from we're engaged and we're going to be spending the rest of our lives together to all of a sudden I'm single, 
Like, that was so weird. Like, I thought this person was going to be my forever, you know? And so one thing that was really detrimental in my healing and my forgiveness process was to be honest with God with where I was at. Like, I'm hurting right now, and I, I don't have the ability to pray or to do anything. I just need to be. And he just let me and just, like, let the Holy Spirit just come in and cover me. But also, um, he really helped me when I was ready to go back into those different memories of where there was abuse or where there was a fight or where I just felt alone. And um, he just showed me, like, where he was in each of those moments. And so then I was able to be able to just realize that he was with me throughout the whole thing and he never he never left me I was never alone and then I was able to say okay God you were with me in that moment now help me forgive him for that moment and I just had to kind of walk step by step slowly um and one good piece of advice my mom gave me was to um, whenever anything pops up, like a memory or um, like a trigger or a hurt, like to just automatically in that moment just be like, I forgive him. And then that's it. And yeah, as Belinda was saying, it's really hard to forgive somebody who's not going to give you an apology. And especially when you feel so justified in your hurt, he hurt me, you know, like it wasn't my fault. Um, and he should apologize and all this kind of stuff. And when you're never going to get that, you need to realize that for your own health, for your own mental health, spiritual health, everything, you you need to forgive for your sake. And so God really, really walked me through that. And and it took a long time, but now, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, he's able to just like fully heal me from that. And now it's just a part of my story. And yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you. So after that experience, how have you been able to apply what you've learned through that uh, to different relationships today, whether it be romantic or not? Um, so it kind of helped that we just like ripped the band-aid off real quick early on in my life <laughs> with something pretty crazy. But um, because of that, like God really had to teach me where my identity um, was lying because in that relationship it was him whatever he wanted anything you know he wanted to do that's what we would do like I was just along for the ride and um, it really broke my heart that Jesus was one of the first things to go out the window and um, like sin and God can't coexist you need to choose and he'll never force you which is so amazing but that means the choice is up to you. And um, so, yeah, for me, my identity lied in a relationship and being a girlfriend, a fiance, and a wife. It didn't lie in who God has called me to be, what he has for me, who he made me to be. And so through that, I really was able to learn, like, my identity doesn't rely on a relationship status. It doesn't rely in um, whether or not I have a ring on my finger or anything like that, um, yeah, it, it lies in the Lord and what he has for me and who he's called me to be, 
period. Everything else is just cherry on top, just sprinkles. But um, yeah, and so now forgiving others, I'm able, because I'm solid in who I am and who God has made me to be and who he's called me to be, um, forgiving people is really is really just kind of an automatic thing that I can do now and just know and and forgive myself and forgive them. And, um, yeah, and I'm just able to just see them for who God's made them to be as well um, and appreciate them for who they are. And so no matter what has been going on with us or the situation or anything, I'm able to just forgive and move on or be real and talk about it, talk about, hey, you upset me, like, or I'm sorry I upset you and that kind of thing. So, yeah. Cool. Thank you. So, Belinda, you've gone through a pretty traumatic ordeal, and um, it seems like you've you've done such a amazing job of coming through the other side of it. What advice would you give to somebody who's listening online, or to somebody here who may be going through something really traumatic or really horrific? I would like to say to you that, um, so putting into perspective what I'm talking about in my own um, in my own situation, if somebody has hurt you, if somebody is um, still not you would not asking you for forgiveness, doesn't really care about your emotions, isn't interested in like how you feel about the situation of it all. Um, my advice would be to to look into yourself, right? Like to um, to ask for their to to ask God to help them, pray for them, um, put them before Him, because people can change at any point in time. There's never a case that is um, um, what is what what would I say? that God can't change. There's never somebody that he can't save. There's never somebody that he can't reach, right? So that's left for him, and that's left for the, the journey that person is on. But on your own side, it is, it is when, we, when, when God says this is how we should pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, forgive us our daily bread as we forgive those who trespass against us. Right? It is how he said we should pray. So it's kind of like a command with a promise. Forgive us because none of us is perfect and we must all remember that. Adriana, we'll, uh, we'll wrap up with you. So you've been through what you've been through and I just wonder if you could say something to people who are maybe in a similar circumstance today and they're, they're struggling with trying to get out or they may have just gotten out or that's something that's kind of in their past. What would you say to them today? Um, so first of all, I waited until the very last ounce of fight that I had in me, and you don't need to wait that long. Um, also, you can't marry somebody's potential, or not even just marry, you might not even be engaged, but if you're dating somebody, and there's just like problems that are coming up, and you know, dating is supposed to be the time where you can figure out, is this going to be, you know, something that we can take to that next step. Um, but one thing that was said to me through that process was, could you marry him in the next five minutes? 
and I couldn't um, talk to somebody or reach out because you're not alone. That's great words. Thank you. Can we just give a big round of applause for our panel this morning? We really trust that um, the Lord is is using and has used uh, the people up here today to, to speak and to minister into hearts. If that's you this morning and you'd like prayer, uh, the panel is actually going to uh, get ready and um, it's going to have them do that now, actually. And uh, just according to AHS guidelines, they'll mask up and use hand sanitizer, all that kind of thing. Um, but if that's if that's you and you want you want prayer for something, maybe that Tim Melissa have talked about or touched on, perhaps Adriana or or Belinda, and you'd like prayer for that, um, we're gonna be here for you. Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and check out our C3 Calgary live stream on YouTube. If this message resonated with you and you'd like to give to our church, you can do so on our website at myc3church.ca. See you next week.